We are back on Professional Wrestling, the podcast, because we are bros and kind of pros. You know me, Jonathan Aha Cohen, and co-hosting today. He is back. We've been asking for him. We missed him so much. He's the one, the only Jean-Pierre El Curry. JP, welcome back, man. Thank you so much. I've missed you guys too. And uh, boy, we're coming back to a lot of wrestling news, aren't we? There's so much happening. I can't even deal with it. But before we do, over the next few weeks, we're going to be covering off a lot. You know, this week we got to do the crown jewel. We got to talk about what happened because obviously it's a major WWE pay-per-view. And then we'll go into the world of AEW because you and I, you know, you converted me. I have a choice. <laughs> it's AEW over WWE now. And proof is in the pudding. I did it. I pulled the trigger. I ordered my first ever <laughs> AW shirt. Yay! This is exciting times. And what a shirt, may I add. I believe that's a limited edition. Am I right in that? It matches the watch, even. Uh, you know, my boy <laughs> Prince Nana, and he swerves when he drives. And I love watching it. You know, swerves my guy. I'm riding him all the way to the championship. And this shirt was available. Apparently, limited edition only. You have to order it right now. I'm like, oh, I have to get this shirt into my life immediately. <laughs> so you go on, JP, it's not so simple ordering a shirt from these guys, you know, because they only give you like 30 different options. So I ordered crew neck in premium luxury soft material, which is an extra $6.99, I think. <laughs> and I had to wait about three, four weeks. And now I'm the proud owner of it. Beautiful. What a shirt. Excellent, excellent shirt. It's so good. I mean, he just, Prince Nana executes it on such a good level. I've watched interviews with him and Swerve. There's an extended remix of the Swerve uh, theme song. Prince Nana and Swerve are just everywhere. Agreed. You're seeing it everywhere, too. It's kind of blowing up. <laughs> well, Swerve's a rapper, too, so he's, he's yep. pretty talented. And... uh some of your shirts now going, because you always have some interesting merch for us. You know, you mentioned to me off air that I have I finally hung up the belt. So the yeah, chosen championship it. belt is now up for all to see. Beautiful. You're a Hulkamaniac as always. A macho man. Yeah. I got if you are a wrestling fan, you have to own the purple macho man shirt. That's a legacy piece. This is it's probably one of the best merch ever created, in my opinion. It's just it goes right in hand with the Hawkamania shirt. I love both of them so much. They're so iconic. Anytime I wear these out, you're always getting a comment here or there. You know, Hawkamania is still running wild after all these years. And man, when you walk down the street with the, with this merch on, you definitely are going to have a conversation or two. I'd say the Macho Man shirt really started the merch merch as i would say the whole yeah. persona of it because i mean it was selling forever back in his day right and mm -hmm. that's what created the coolness like uh, you know if you're a hulkamaniac you know you were a kid you loved it but macho man was just cool no matter what age you were like macho man was just epic and he still is though Ooh, he still yeah, is there's brother. still songs coming out about him there's all types of uh references to him so you know he's still you know, I think if Macho Man grew up in, uh, if, if he had the opportunity to kind of be in this whole tech boom, you know, I think he would have been, I think he would have surpassed Hogan, to be honest. I like that thought. You know what? And uh, I, I would say Macho Man 
transcends generations and eras. And folks, hit the subscribe button, the notification bell for future episodes. Let us know what you think as far as who do you think the originator of merch, true merch is. And if Macho Man was a star today, would he be a star today, first of all? And would he transcend Hogan? I, I think I think you may be on something, JP. I mean, look, they were the mega powers, which yep. you got to be a true fan to know who the mega powers were. And Rob Van Dam shirt, seriously? You know it, man. I love RVD. He's still doing it today and still doing it at a good level. You got to give the guy credit because he was never one to really uh, take care of uh, his body and always go light like <laughs> a lot of the megastars are. Uh, he was a megastar. He is still a megastar. And he still tries to put through his body through it. So kudos to him. I have to give him some respect because that guy is one of a kind, right? <laughs> He has also lived a very, very interesting life, and it's yes. a PG show, so we won't go too far. But <laughs> Rob Van Dam's an interesting character, and uh, all the power to him. You know, he uh, he's into yoga and natural supplements, so uh, yeah. we'll, we'll 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 leave it at that. Plenty of natural supplements. <laughs> natural, plenty of natural supplements. So, twenty twenty three Crown Jewel came and went this year. Yeah. So. You know, when we have these uh, podcast tapings, I'm also, it's a little bit therapy, right? A little bit wrestling therapy. Do you find the same thing? I love it. I look forward to it, man. It's so I got a confession. Breakaway. Go I got a, so I got my first confession over the next few weeks. So my first confession is like this. I fell asleep three times during Crown Jewel. I really, <laughs> it took me two tries to watch the LA Knight Roman Reigns match. I fell asleep twice during Roman Reigns LA Knight. Um, is it me, JP, or is WWE just hit the stale wall right now? I fully, fully agree that you are not alone, my friend. I feel it. I think what I'm having difficulty with is commentary for sure. I never find the commentary upbeat, kind of engaging as a viewer. Like if you're in an arena, you're going to be focused in on the match. But when you're at home and the commentators aren't quite bringing it, it makes it really hard to stay involved uh, in the match, even though it's th there are a lot of good matches taking place. But I think a big uh, area that WWE can definitely improve is hiring better commentators. You compare them to AEW, I think AEW blows them away like like it's not even it, it's not even a fair competition <laughs> in that realm. I know a lot of people love Michael Cole. Okay, and let's not take anything away from Michael Cole. Michael Cole the is workhorse. future Hall of Famer, whatever he's going to be in life. But I'm, I'm watching Michael Cole commentate, and I'm like, I got to check my calendar because I'm like, is it 1990 or is it 2023? And it's like, <laughs> life has just kind of, kind of gone and taken by, you know? And like, yeah. he's and he's on both Raw and SmackDown. I think I'm over... I, I, I've had Michael Cole overload. I think that's what it is. I'm just too much Michael Cole. And we need some more fresh blood in there. Yes. Would you say that it's vintage Michael Cole? <laughs> he was As old. he likes to always refer to all the other athletes. That's vintage RKO, right? You know what I mean, it is? You know what it is? Michael Cole goes back and watches a lot of Vince McMahon commentating from the 1980s. And he's just trying to emulate him. Remember when none of us knew that Vince McMahon was the owner? And yeah. he was on as the commentator. And he was the face commentator to Bobby the Brain Heenan. We need a Bobby the Brain Heenan. We need this kind of energy. I need the face. So I need the heel. 
And don't get me wrong. Like I, I do love the other commentators that are on there. You know, like I, I'm a big, big fan of both. I know they had the switcheroo, which I don't quite understand why they had to do that exactly. But I think the common denominator here is Michael Cole. I'm, I'm with you there. So let's bring yes. some fresh energy. I think we need more retired wrestlers or recently retired wrestlers. They're still fresh into it or current people that are starting to more be part-timers that find it interesting. Like for example, AW brings in Chris Jericho. Yes. Yes, please. All day long. Cause he's, he's got the gift of gab. He's always had it. You need to, to kind of uh, bring in uh, Mike talented wrestlers into that fold, walk them into it. And that's what WWE used to do as WWF. They would always have guys come in, Jesse Ventura. They would have Macho Man. They would have uh, all, all types of different Gorilla Monsoon. All these great guys come in as wrestlers, then transition into commentators. And now it feels like they kind of shifted away from that and are trying to go after like more, um, you know, other sports league commentators, try to bring them in or kind of farm and coach their own commentator team. But you know, when a, a com, I think what makes um, a lot of those guys great, like JR, Chris Jericho, um, and others you mentioned, like like Jesse Ventura as well, too, is that they're used to hearing the audience while they perform. Yes. And I think they can accelerate their tones and adjust to the audience levels. And these guys, maybe they don't have the ears for what's happening in the arena to drive that home. Like when they're working a live show and they're on the mic in the middle of the ring and the, they're they're kind of playing the crowd like a fiddle, right? They want you to boo. They want you to, to yell. They, they know how to get that feedback out of you. But I think these guys who kind of just been either just a commentator or have come in from another network or sport, I don't think they understand the wrestling, the, the wrestling universe call when they're just going nuts at home. I, I don't feel like they're true fans, you know, like I do on the other brand of AEW. So we got Wade Barrett. We got Corey Graves. I'm okay with both of them. I like their approaches. Mm -hmm. They're becoming a little too vanilla-ish for me. Like they are supposed to be the heels, but they're not quite heelish anymore. I feel like instead of putting the get rid of Kevin Patrick, just go assign him to doing like whatever reports he wants to do on the internet. But let's bring in another heelish current wrestler and make it a lot more fun for certain. So, Let's try. But in the meantime, we got the commentators that we got. It is what it is. So let's go match by match here. Let's just say thumbs up, thumbs down and how we liked it. Let's give them the ratings. First of all, we got and and, and any surprises here. So Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. I think no surprises here. 100%. I had Seth booked on that all day coming out with the W. I love Seth. He's a solid performer. But I think he's starting to hit that wall again with the fans of getting boring and stale and it's not his fault he's just really good but it's just you get it doesn't seem like him and drew had a great match drew is very capable of amazing matches we've seen it him and sheamus are some of the best hard-hitting matches you can see they had a, a solid working match together but i didn't feel like fully entertained through it and it's not a um a jab at either one of them because they're tremendous athletes. I just I didn't quite get the whole build up behind it. I didn't I I didn't feel invested in it enough to to really care for their performance. And 
you can i just feel like the crowd's starting to turn on on seth again uh, as much as they chant for him and love him it's just i can't think of many guys really uh right now that uh, unless they're just booking like the bigger guys that slow seth down i'd like to see him with faster matches because he's still he's still young he's in fantastic shape he should be going in fast matches I feel like these ones are a bit slowed down for him. And this is what they did to Bobby Lashley as, as well until he became a heel and they're trying to rebuild the Hurt Business, and I love that. Mm-hmm. So another confession. So this is confession number two now. I fell asleep during Raw twice. The past Raw. And yeah. <laughs> I went back and watched a bit of the video, and I tried to read on, on the commentary what happened, and I either there was a typo or I misread it, but I read the Sami Zayn beat Seth Rollins for the belt. And I said, yes, let's not even talk about Crown Jewel now. They finally made a good booking decision. I went back and watched the match. Went back and watched it again. I'm like, okay, wait, are they going to restart the match here or something? I'm like, oh no, Sami Zayn did not win the belt. If Sami Zayn on the Raw afterwards would have won the belt, I think that would have been an interesting decision. I'd be very okay with that. Yeah, it would have been. I, I think he would have gotten a massive pop. I think a lot of people are still uh, pushing and cheerleading for Sammy to get into that world championship uh, view. Even though it's the second belt, it's still good. <laughs> I'm sure Sammy won't mind, but at least somebody's defending their belt on a regular basis. McIntyre was just an interesting, you know, it, he, he makes everybody look good. And you know yep. what? He came close, but it wasn't going to happen. It was just a predictable opening match, and say la vie. And, and it's a, they're both great athletes. You know, it's the first match and the last match they say are the most important. And Correct. I feel for the first match, they definitely delivered in setting the pace for the night. They did a good job in that aspect. Both tremendous athletes. But but again, I didn't feel fully in love with the storyline. I didn't feel that connection. It's it. a match that you can just close your eyes. You can picture watching it without even having to watch it. You yeah. can write it. You just knew what's going to happen. So that that part exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. Mommy wins the five-way fatal match. I think no surprise there whatsoever. None. But nice yeah. match. The, the women, I was going to say girl, the women put on a great show. And Mommy is just, they're just waiting for her against Jade Cargill, let's be honest, which is going to be a yeah. fantastic match. Probably saving that for WrestleMania. I'm going to guess Jade is going to win the Rumble and it's going to be Jade. But until then, Mommy is definitely on top and uh, I'll give full marks. Great match. Done. Yep. Great match all around. A lot of great spots in it. And um, it was nice to see, you know, um, uh, one thing I like about the WWE women's division is they have a wide variety of athletes. You know, and they have some of the tallest and strongest too, right? And uh, anytime uh, you have like um, you have like uh, Nia Jax involved, you're always worried about injuries. But we did it. We came out okay. <laughs> so we go from the predictable now to the interesting. And the next few matches were quite interesting. First one, my boy Solo Sokoa, the man with the thumb, and he, <laughs> John Cena, should be on life support right now after taking five Samoan thumbs and uh I gotta say I was quite surprised at this one I think Solo would win that cleanly uh were you surprised I I had Solo put down for the win personally 
I'm very happy that they had a, a clean match and it was uh, it was great to see. One thing I really like about John Cena, uh, now I appreciate about him, is he's really not selfish at this stage in his career. And he's happy to prop guys up, as he should. Like Absolutely. Guys like him, guys like Jericho, they're all about building the next generation. And, you know, <laughs> kudos to John Cena on this one. He made Solo shine. And it takes a lot for someone of his caliber to kind of let um, an, uh, an up-and-comer like Solo pin him clean, one, two, three. Really, really great match for both of them. Uh, Solo, a little different than Action Andretti, but uh, Jericho <laughs> is more jobbing at this stage of his career. Yeah. Uh, Solo, I wish they would get the mic away from him. Um let Heyman still do the talking. He's not quite there yet. Uh, I love the SmackDown before uh, Crown Jewel and John just buried him in 90 seconds. We've oh, been waiting yeah. for you to two years to talk and this is the best you can come up with. <laughs> you could tape that thumb heavily. You know where you could put it. So it was great. I just like the buildup. It, it was really good for solo stock. Solo is now higher. And I got a feeling that... Solo is about a year, two years away from seriously contending for an intercontinental belt or something along those lines. And uh, he's great. He's great. Just get him a little more ferocious on the mic. You know, I, I'd like to say that I think it's good too to get those training wheels off and let him try on the mic too, because you can't be fully, re fully reliant on Heyman. True, because true. Heyman is getting older in age too. Yes, um, who knows how much longer he will be. I hope he's there forever because I love Heyman. I think he's a amazing amazing uh um manager and personality on tv top he's, tier he's the gold standard he's the gold standard. he is and yeah. but i think it's good to let solo get these opportunities because we know that Heyman's getting older a lot of the guys we love are getting older and we got to see if these these uh guys the next gen is ready to uh take take uh the ball and run with it Fair enough. So we are very happy with that match. I would say now what I call the uh, eye roller of the night. Please, please don't tell me that I was watching that. So, oh my God. Logan Paul is now a WWE champion. Uh, say it ain't so, JP. Say it ain't so. Brother, it's so, my man. I'm sorry to break your heart, but can I tell... I, I have to make a confession now since we're doing confessions. It's therapy, please. I actually like him as I gotta go. Uh, no, United States, <laughs> as United States champion. I actually like that booking decision. I I'm not the biggest uh, Logan Paul fan uh, outside of the wrestling world, but in my opinion, I think he's got it. What it takes to be in WWE specifically as an entertainer, he's got what it takes to be there. He's gonna elevate that title, make it relevant outside of you know, um, the wrestling world. And the way that he stepped in and helped a pretty uh, dangerous situation for Rey Mysterio and made it look so clean, kudos to him. He has not disappointed me in all of his eight matches, right? <laughs> but you know what? He's bringing it. He's I, I, he's earned definitely my respect as a, as a wrestling performer. Sports entertainer, sports entertainer. Sports entertainer, sorry. And he's, he's uh, you know what? I'm actually happy with this booking decision. 
And I actually got to give him a little clap to say, uh, you know, I think he's going to do great things with it. And thank you for taking care of Ray. Because that looked like a nasty fall till the last second uh, save by uh, Paul. For me, I'll leave it at this much. He needs a faction for sure. I'd like to see Logan yes. Paul in some sort of faction. And I think I need to see him more regularly. <clears throat> so not five, six times a year. When this guy is on Raw every single week and okay. he's actually going to come out and not do the Roman Reigns schedule, I'm more open to this idea. He definitely is way more talented than I thought he was. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed with him in the ring overall. I just, I'm still in the camp. It's not fair for the full-timers that are going to the house shows and grinding it out for years. And 300 Johnny days a year. And Logie come lately with my prime bottle is taking away their opportunities. <laughs> but he sells merch and he puts butts in the seat. So I get it. I get Me it. too. Only one thing I would change about that match yes. is there's no need for brass knuckles. And I think it just cheapened the whole finish uh for that one because it's like you don't need to cheat he's he's a great athlete it's it's believable that you know he, a younger guy can take on a 50 year old Rey Mysterio he outweighs him by what 50 60 pounds better shape I think it's more believable that he could just beat Ray clean personally I like the brass knuckles I liked the underling doing the brass knuckles what I don't understand is why did Santos pick it up and put it back. Because someone, I know. what what is going on there? I mean, we understand that Santos is turning on Rey Mysterio. We get this; it's coming. Yeah. Why could he turn on him in a three way match and then pin him and take the belt? That would have been more understandable. I think Santos deserves the belt more than Logan Paul. But regardless, True. Logan is a champion, and Lord, we're going to be hearing about this for a while. Next match, uh, I was in heaven. Io Sky. And Carrie uh, Kari Sane is back, the Princess Pirate. What the heck happened to her? She looks fabulous. Yep, they. She looked great, but one of my favorite things is her insane elbow. I think she's got one of the best elbow drops in the business. It inspired my uh, Macho Man shirt today, um, because I I love the way that she kind of folds in and explodes towards the end. I think she does it really well. She's been watching a lot of Macho Man footage, certainly. But she looks like she's 10 years younger all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and she's the most attractive woman in the division now by far. Before as a Princess Pirate, I thought, okay, she's a Princess Pirate. Woohoo. And like, uh, they've gone this whole heel gimmick with her. And by the way, I hate to ruin this for you. She is going to turn on Eo Sky guaranteed. Oh, uh, and that's gonna be a fun match. But uh I heard rumors, but I did not expect to see her out there. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I really like that finish too, because hopefully now Bailey will get, start to get back in the ring, really be the Bailey that she deserves to be. Like, I think she's such an underutilized talent in the women's division. She, she was one of the uh, four horsewomen. She's a fantastic athlete. I want to see her get back in the title scene and really have a good, strong push because she deserves it. She's, She's a true fan, and she 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 puts in the time and work. So I hope she gets her run. I'm a big Bailey fan as well. I think injuries. I think just they slowed her down because of the injuries, mm -hmm. and I think they're transitioning her more towards commentary and managing rather than 
than fighting out there. And I think I think it's more health than anything else. But full yeah. agreement there. Uh, so overall match, uh, I guess we 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 should talk about it. But um, I, I think there's no doubt that you. He yeah. will whatever. I mean, will they just please go ahead with the Bianca heel turn and put her in the hurt business? Then I'll I'll find her more interesting, please. For sure, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to Bianca and uh, Jade uh, in the future. I think that's going to be a really real cool combo because I think they would bring down the house those two as opponents or as a tag team. I, I first, run the storyline as opponents, kind of like the bar. Right as yep. opponents, then become a formidable tag team, and bring those women championships over. And I think I think they would, they have a great look. They have tons of athletic ability. I think those two have a real, real good uh, chance of being something really special and needed in the women's division. You put them as the female mega powers. Sold, sold. Those two together, I like that. Okay, Got I like it, it a lot. Uh, for I roll for I roll number two, uh, Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest. What was the point of this match? Why did they subject me to it? Uh, I could barely stay awake for it. I don't get it. It was just so they could have just put that on Raw. They could have put that on main event for all I care. It could have been a dark match. I was far yeah, more interested. So I'm good. I was far more interested in JD McDonough and Sam Sami Zayn in the dark match beforehand than this crap. Uh, why? Just because Cody's got to tell some more stories? You know, man, I'm ready to close uh, the book on his story and set it on fire. I'm just, I don't care anymore, man, about his story. It's, it's just, it's too, it's dragged on for too long. I'm, I don't, Cody's never made me want to turn on the screen Um, since, you know, after the WrestleMania loss, it's been harder and harder to watch him. And now I'm just at a point where I'm like, dude, I don't care about your story. There's there's nothing left for you there, man. You're going to get destroyed <laughs> every time. And you always play like this whiny underdog and just come on do something different, man. It's been it's been there a while now. Right. So it's like and I don't feel like he's progressed positively. Nine months. In, nine in months. We've been subjected yeah, to this for nine months. Yeah. And it's like old long term <laughs> storytelling. Well, don't make don't make it a long boring story like let's let's get some action in i could have said it better myself i fully agree thank you i'm glad somebody else sees this because i'm 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 done too and by the way i could see why aw was done with him also it was just it was enough it's enough it's enough it's a win for aew i'll tell you that you know what uh maybe if he comes back to stardust i'm half interested maybe, maybe. <laughs> or him and gold dust start teaming <laughs> 24 karat productions. That's right. What's Marlena doing? (laughs) All right. For the final match in Crown Jewel, again, okay, I don't know what all of you, I know know cannabis is legal in a lot of states now, so everybody was convinced that LA Knight was going to be the one to shine. It was never going to happen. We love LA Knight. We love doing this. Yeah. And... I get the fans are really into this right now. He's, uh, you know, if The Rock and Stone Cold had a baby, it'd be him. (laughs) Oh, sorry, and Razor Ramon. But I get it, you know. I'm on board with this. I like the LA Knight thing, but he was never going to beat Roman. Roman is still Roman, and Roman is going to go all the way to WrestleMania still as champion. I get that. Um, 
I feel like they could have done more with this. I think it could have been a more fun match. I I, I was actually quite disappointed for the buildup of what I thought I was going to see. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I sat through that match. I'm, first and foremost, I got to say, I am so tired of Roman Reigns. Like, I, I can't stand that he can't just win a match, like, cleanly. You're supposed to be the big dog. Like, I'm so tired of all these run-ins. I think almost every match on the card had a run-in, right? I'm tired of run-ins, and I'm especially tired of Bloodline. Like, as much as you hate John Moxley bleeding in matches... That's where I'm at with bloodline interference or Roman Reign matches. It's just like, come on, like you're you don't need all those like like be dominant. Like if you're gonna take if you're gonna show up for one match every forty days or whatever it is, like fifty what it, I think he's like fifty fifty four title defenses since he's been champion or something like that. Sounds about right, sure. We'll go and, with that. And it's like almost all of them none of them are being dominant anymore he's just looking so weak he looks so tired i just i have zero interest in his matches because it's so predictable now all right let me ask you this question you're all geared up crown jewel you're waiting for the main event if you had the opportunity they said we're sorry to announce but la knight and roman reigns cannot wrestle tonight instead we'll be featuring mjf versus daniel garcia would you be disappointed or happy? Because I'd be thrilled. I'd rather watch that match. I'd be ready to go, buddy. <laughs> I'd be in it. You know what? Two young, two young talents going at it full tilt, full speed. I love that. And you know, you know, you know, MJF is gonna be a little bit shady. He's gonna do some some trickery. But you know what? That's that's fine. Just let them. Because I know that they'd have a match and they'd both just finish the match. And, and, a, dance look, and a dance off. And a dance off. And a dance off. <laughs> right so it's like i'm i'm all for that right but you know i was i was really in uh one one spot that i really enjoyed was when the referee accidentally counted three and you know i was like yeah this is great like finally like it looks like roman's done right I, but then the way that they just kind of went about that that little botch it's like i know if if vince was still running the company I bet you my bottom dollar that he would have come running out there. No, restart the match. You know, they would have spun it into a story. It can't end like this. Da, 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 da. Right. Or like have another official come down like old school W uh, E and F days where the official would come back and they'd argue in the ring and then they'd say, restart the match, you know, some, something to that. Or effect. it turns it out the helped. referee in the ring is actually the twin brother of the real referee. The real referee. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Right? Love it. Love. They could have they could have played it up in some way instead of just looking like a like just a real rare misstep on the WWE's part. So let me ask you this much, man, because to me, that was another match that could have easily just been a raw match. It honestly could have been the uh 1035 PM match and they'd gone for about 20 minutes. What do you do with LA Knight from here? You send him over to Seth. What what more can you do? Nobody's taking the belt off of Roman. Roman, in my opinion, it it you know it, it's it's a real tarnish on Hogan's legacy as one of the longest champions. He had like three or four hundred uh, wins as champion or defenses as champion in about fourteen hundred uh, I think fourteen hundred days or so. Roman's approaching that, and he's like at fifty something. 
it just it makes Roman's championship run seem so ridiculous. And the fact that you're gonna break someone who's done so much for the business like Hawkster, uh, you're gonna break his record with someone like that. It just it just looks really bad, I think, in my opinion. LA Knight, he deserves to be one of the top guys. He's the crowd's behind him. He's moving merch. He's putting he he's a reason why somebody puts their hard earned money into WWE's pocket. And you're you're treating him like this, and it's just it's brutal when the guy that you're elevating the 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 feeling is he just doesn't care. And the it's good it just the sucks. good the good news though, when I'm in Philadelphia for WrestleMania 40, and it'll probably be night two, and I get to watch Roman Reigns finally drop the belt, it's gonna be pretty fun. Whoever he's gonna be facing. Do you think they're actually gonna let him drop the belt? I don't know. I don't think he's gonna drop it. Good lord, man! If they don't have him drop the belt at WrestleMania 40, when is he dropping the belt? Then there's no way yeah. we can't. There's no way. I, I, I. I Part of me doesn't want him to last to WrestleMania 40, to be honest. I want to move on already. I want a fighting champion. But I don't know about you when that theme song still hits and the, the one goes up. I still get excited. <laughs> I feel you. He's got a great entrance. Paul Heyman is a magician. He does so much for... for... Yes, my tribal chief. <laughs> yes. he's, he's the best, right? Like, he does so much to carry you. Roman, right? I think... I think... I would associate Roman's run and I would see Paul as more so as the champion than I would see Roman because the amount of hours Paul puts in, he's he's the real champ. He's the guy that keeps the, the bloodline flowing. He's the heart of the bloodline. Well, this is a great segue for next week's show because for next week's show, JP, uh, MJF, is he headed to WWE in 2024? And is he the one to take the belt off of Roman? And if he does, who's going to replace him as AEW champ? This is Professional Wrestling, the podcast. That's JP Alcuri, Jonathan A. Cohen, and we'll see you all back soon. Yeah. <laughs>